Bart and Logan are friends who met on the internet. Yeah, Logan and Tim are also friends who met on the internet. And Tim and Bart are buddies too. Now it's the three of them and you. Lots of danger at every corner. Fighting androids and lots of monsters. more than a podcast well i guess it's only a podcast and now it's time for a podcast this is blt2 the sequel t2 of uh our podcast here episode two i guess is what you could say i just labeled them though via number so it says one and now two so maybe they're just all like sequels of each other i'm logan and my buddies bart and tim are i believe connected are you guys there i am here for part d i'm here too i think that we should probably label everything completely random like the next one won't be three it'll be like 37 and see that's what you do is then we re- record a bunch of other ones that we hide and hold and then inevitably we start like a subscription program and then those are unlocked the lost episodes wow or maybe that's like, like a dvd set that will release because people still do that right we could leave clues all around the world for people to find and find these podcasts it is funny how Ooh. many people uh how many people are still like whenever i put out a new project like am i gonna be able to get this on dvd i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Like, I guess. I mean, I can make it for you. It's, sure. I, I don't even have a DVD murder anymore. That's a, we're living in the future, man. Uh, but yeah. uh, I still this get the DVD. The streaming age. Yeah, I get DVDs only because uh, for my kids, like in the car, because they still need the DVDs for the yeah. the old minivan. But uh, that's it. I feel like a bunch of people are switching to the iPad in the car. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We do that a good bit of the time as well. Because you put the headphones on, too. Make them put the headphones on. You don't have to hear it. Oh, I got that in my car, though. That's how fancy my car is. They got wireless <laughs> headphones, right. buddy. Calm so, down. Calm down. Uh, you got uh, this first. 2012 Chrysler Town & Country up in here. <laughs> Pretty nice. I like it. I like how you roll. Yeah, so you said you bought a DVD this weekend? I actually bought, I bought the last two Harry Potter movies on DVD at Target on saturday and i did feel weird because i wasn't even buying blu-rays i literally bought the dvds just couldn't pass up the deal because <laughs> they're ten dollars i mean no and i don't have it's actually it's part seven one and two or you know it's the seventh movie but it's part one and two right. um so, <laughs> harry potter and the and the money grab uh, so if there's a solar like uh what do they call that like a solar issue where all our electronics go out our mobile devices a solar flare you'll be able to have hard archived versions of I, the guess, I, don't films. I don't know what I'll play them on, but that's I'll a good have, point. Like I'd I can just, show the pictures. <laughs> you need to get them on just sixteen millimeter. Did, did you ever see the movie? I think it was called Rain of Fire, where it was like in the future, but there was instead of a zombie apocalypse, there'd been a dragon apocalypse. Dragons came back. No, I need to see uh, this though. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale star in it. What? It's actually it's a good unseen sci-fi movie. Rain of but, Fire. What? When did yeah. this come out? I've never. I mean, ten fifteen. I feel like years I've ago. heard of it. Yeah, it's good, and it takes place like so. It's like there's been a, like a, a dragon apocalypse. They've wiped out most of humanity. We have no electricity anymore, no technology. So this little community that lives it's somewhere in England for entertainment, since they don't have TV, these two guys act out stories for the kids, and you realize as they're acting out this one story, they're acting out Star Wars. Oh, I think I have. I've seen that. 
but they're moment. making it up as if they've as if they've made up the story. Right. So I think I've seen that moment. That. So it came out in two thousand two. So okay. uh, that's not that so long I said, ago. I said ten or fifteen. Yeah, years you're right. right you're right. I I don't know how I missed that. I guess in two thousand two, that's not like where my movie interests were. You weren't the only. Doesn't one that right. same doesn't that same thing happen in Tropic Thunder though with Ben Stiller? You know, I or, have. A, I actually fell asleep in. He Tropic does. Thunder, so he does. Does he? Do, what does he do? Does he do Star he Wars? Gets, he gets. No, he gets. Uh, he gets captured by the enemy, and right. they want him to perform his movie. Yeah, simple Jack. Because he's not really a soldier. <laughs> so I guess. So, so they, they, ripped, they ripped off Reign of Fire. Sorry. No, yeah, except that. for without the dragons. Without the dragons, which is kind of a big detail. Yeah, I kind. I, I mean, go back and watch that. Is it, I'm sure it's on streaming things. For, I like it. I think. I think it's a pretty decent movie. Yeah, I feel like this. How we're going to talk? I, uh, I and I, I mentioned this in our text, but did any of you guys watch Riverdale, the new CW no. series? No, I, I've heard it's I excellent. I said Jen watched it, but I haven't watched it. What yet. did Jen think? She liked it. I think actually, I didn't actually, I didn't actually ask what her opinion was of it because <laughs> most of the time, I was that's that's trying that's to figure of, out if I wanted to watch it. That's how you know if you've been married two years. You watch that? Yeah, okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Not did you enjoy it? Uh, I really liked it. You know, if, if you guys are unfamiliar, I have no idea who they made this show for. And that's the one thing that's kind of weirding me out because I feel like I'm I'm not the audience because it's the CW. So it's aimed at like teens. And then it's the Archie characters, uh, which I feel like is aimed at 60 and over. Uh, so I'm not really sure who they're going for, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I won't, I won't go too far into Riverdale because it just started and you guys don't watch it because y'all don't watch teen uh, dramas like I do. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's how I spent my evening. After watching WWE Raw, I flipped over and watched the CW like adult men do. Like adult men do. Well, don't worry. I'll watch it too because now I know that I can watch it through the CW app. We were trying so hard because it's strange. That show was produced for the CW in conjunction with Netflix but it's it's available for streaming right away on Netflix in Canada and the UK, but not in America. I can give you a way to you know, there's ways to to access. Well, you can see it on the CW app. No, that's true. But I'm saying if you want to access Canadian or UK Netflix, I got ways. I got ways. Oh, hack the planet. It's very easy. It's very easy. <laughs> I'll uh, now the quality sometimes can be hit or miss, but you do get some good stuff on there. It's not. I don't think it's illegal. I'm not sure. It, it's probably illegal. I don't think so. It just changes your IP to appear like you're in a different country. So I don't know if that's against the law. I don't think it should be. I don't know. I had I to do it I... to watch Downton Abbey when it was originally airing. So uh, again, another thing that I watched that I, I probably I'm alienating a good bit of our audience. But hey, wait, what what are we eating today for lunch? And where are we guys? Where, where are you at today, Bart? Well, first of all, let's take a wild guess where I'm at. You're back in front of Duncan. <laughs> you, you hear my ice? I got my ice. Dunks. I had one this morning, man. See, he, we've started a Duncan revolution. I don't know if you guys have noticed yeah. on our Twitter account, we had no like push to tell people to go to Duncan. Like they're not advertising. I would like them to, but uh, welcome to. I'm going to reach out to some people at Duncan because I got no less without asking twelve to fifteen tweets all about how man you guys made me want to go get Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, and I. I'm like, man, we got to add this up. I ended up watching a TED Talk by the head of digital, uh, the, the chief digital operator of, of Dunkin' Donuts, by the way, which was incredible. I would encourage any what? entrepreneur or someone who wants to look at about new media. It's a great way to to dive in. You can find that online. Mm-hmm. What was he TED Talking about? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't necessarily a TED Talk. It was in the style of a, of a, of a lecture, really about um, digital, you know, how, how to keep, get a kind of a, a, a brand that has been around for a long time and bring it into 
uh, the new millennium to bring it into, you know, now and, and how to act, use digital to kind of help shape and grow your brand. It's actually pretty, pretty interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, you can find it if you type in in Google, probably I can probably tweet it too. Dunkin Donuts, uh, chief media officer, you'll probably find it. And, uh, it was, it was pretty interesting from a branding point of view, which is something I do for a little bit for my living. It was pretty good. And it was somewhat what Mark does as well. And Tim, obviously Tim's got, uh, his legions of t-shirt wearers. So I know it's, uh, if there's, if there's anybody that I think of when I'm like, man, how do I want to bring my brand into the 21st century? It's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> well, that's what they kind of showcase in this, actually, how surprising it is that you know they win all these random awards for it, whether it's be best coffee or best social media outlets, and how they are, though the brand isn't necessarily associated with something going on right now and that's current, how they've actually kept their audience and grown their audience. It's, really, it's, it's worth watching. It's worth watching. Here I am. Not even thinking about the fact that Dunkin' Donuts has won all sorts of awards for their social media. And you're telling me that Dunkin' Donuts is an award-winning <laughs> social media brand? I, I, I don't know. I just watched the talk <laughs> and I enjoyed it. So, ha, in your face. And I had yeah, one this okay. morning and Bart's having one now. So we more than uh, in, enjoyed their, their things today. That's right. Two thirds of BLT runs on Dunkin'. That's right. (laughs) I I haven't had Dunkin' Donuts in probably 15 years. Well, you know, there's plenty in the Central Florida area, and we're going to reconvert you, Tim. I'm not sure if it's really on the on whatever diet you're doing for yoga, but I have a feeling that's. uh, Let's get off of donuts, though. We spent a lot of time on donuts last week. A lot of people tweeted about it. I did want to say thank you to everyone who listened. Tons of people listened, and we really appreciate that. Wrote really nice reviews, Um, and check out our social media because we're always posting random stuff from people that are sending us lots of lots of good. uh, I think Tim, you're probably used to it. Bart and I are not as used to being photoshopped into precarious uh, (laughs) situations. Uh, That was a new one. But we got a couple, couple good ones. What was your favorite one? Yeah. I was the one of you guys feeding gators and me in the background <laughs> eating a full a whole alligator. <laughs> it was, was probably my favorite. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think I like the one that they where they uh, photoshopped into. I think it was three ninjas. Yeah, I like the three ninjas one. The other oh, one yeah. was great too. The other was probably the most impressive Photoshop. But just making us the three ninjas and three amigos was good too. But um, three ninjas. I do like they made in the three amigos. They made Tim. They made you Martin Short. Uh, which, if you see the three of us next to each other, you'll see that uh, you are certainly not the littlest of the three of us. No, uh, not at all. Height-wise. You would be the Chevy Chase, for right. sure. No. But I don't think I've well, seen doesn't... this Three Amigos picture. Oh, well, it's out there. It's circulating around the internet. You can find it, along with Duncan's <laughs> social media. It's there. It's, it's made somewhere. all the papers. You can find it. It's made the papers. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys a question, and this is sort of off topic of the Photoshopping and the Three Ninjas and all that other stuff. But So I have a really bad memory. I don't know what it is about myself that I have the worst memory in the world. I can remember where things are. Like I have a very methodical memory and I can remember numbers and stuff like that, but I can't remember events. And so I wanted to ask you guys, one thing that I've used or I've noticed is that when I look back at a photo of something, it brings back up a memory of myself. And I just have this picture of one photo in my head where I'm with an old dog that I used to have and my older brother, and he's pushing me around in this sort of car that was made out of uh, almost almost like a pipe system that you could build cars out of. It was like this weird Lego pipe like a system pump. that my parents, uh, sort of, but they were all plastic and there was specific things that you could make out of it, almost like Tinker Toys, but pipes. I think I knew what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that for Christmas. 
And I can't remember any other Christmas presents that I've ever gotten aside from that one because there's a photo of me with it. Yeah. I wanted to know if you guys had any sort of famous or not famous, but like <laughs> really memorable gifts that you've gotten. And do you just remember them offhand or do you need help with a photo of remembering How it? How old were you in this picture? I have no idea. <laughs> That's um, the thing. I mean, I think I remember certain things I got and I've gotten as gifts. I'm, I'm trying to remember now that you say it, I'm going back um, because there's a photo and I have it in my like home studio area. There's me with a giant Elvis doll that I got when I was probably four or five years old that has, uh, sticks with me. I don't know where that Elvis doll is. He's somewhere in storage. But I was really into Elvis as a preschooler and an elementary school uh uh, kid, so I remember that one and some Ghostbusters toys, but not as specific. I do remember that one specifically, but it's mainly because of that photo. What about you, Bart? You know the the, the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> probably <laughs> this might be telling about me and my family. I don't know. When I was about, I'm guessing I'm about nine years old in the picture. I got a pair of roller skates for Christmas. All right, uh, they're blue, like blue vinyl roller skates or whatever. And for some reason, someone, I guess because I, I used to always chew on a, I got like a plastic cigar at Showbiz Pizza once. Cool. Which there's there's a name for you. Oh, yeah. And, oh, I got stories. And I was always chewing, like I chewed it to pe- like I chewed it up real bad. So someone gave me an actual cigar for <laughs> Christmas when I was nine years old. So there's, a pic- <laughs> there's a picture of me roller skating down the sidewalk because we didn't have snow one year, this year. Roller skating with big blue roller skates and a cigar between chomp, you know, chomping on a cigar hanging out of the side of my mouth. Welcome to Chicago. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely. All right, hey. That's my, how we do it in Chicago, say. My, my dad has a picture from his bar mitzvah. Um, so he was 13 with a cigarette and a bottle of some sort of booze that, you know, so clearly that was, and he's from, he was from Long Island at the time. So I, that seems like it's just something that happens a little bit more north. That's the Chicago way. Yeah, exactly. Roller skates and a cigar. So all of these, all of these things are linked to photos. Uh, mine's yeah, there's a picture. Mine's linked somewhere. to yeah. Mine's linked to a photo. I mean, I'm sure if I really think about it, I can come up to a specific gift that I got. With it. but you're right. If we're talking about childhood, obviously, if you're telling me this year what I got, I can I can hopefully recall that since it's been only like five weeks. But um, yeah, man, I think you're right. Like I don't I don't have. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, I thought that there was have, something wrong with me. No. And maybe it's because like, there wasn't necessarily that iconic toy or something. I guess in our generation, like for me, it was Power Rangers when I was like, you know, six. I'm trying to think what would have been even the precursor to that or later. But I remember a lot of those came out in the summer and it was very hard to find. So you'd kind of get them when you could. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, like this year's hot toy was the Hatchimal. Um, which I think right. we, we may have talked about. I'm not sure if they talked about this on another show. Um, and those were like very, very difficult to find. So I, I would imagine that a kid that got a Hatchimal this year will will hopefully remember that for uh, years to come. But who knows? Well, do you guys remember any toys that were hard to come? Like, I obviously now as adults, we're looking at it and being yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, Hatchimals, Tickle Me Elmo. Like, these yeah. are the big things <laughs> for Christmas. But I don't remember my parents ever being like, Oh, that one—that one's gonna be really hard to find. Uh, yeah, Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original series, was very difficult. My aunt would pay off the stock boys at Toys R Us uh, to get <laughs> to get them to hold them for us uh, because those were those were really hard to come by in you know 1993. So, uh, and either that was Barch's either had a job of the hut moment 
or uh, and he just growled at us. That was a truck. Okay, that I thought not, you just went, ho, 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 That did ho. not come out of me. That was a truck. Oh. Um, that's the one I I kind of remember. Obviously, there's Furbies and Tamagotchis. That was a little. I mean, I had some of them because I was a collector, but this kind of post my like childhood, childhood. Uh, but yeah, to me, it was those. To me, the, the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were pretty hard to hard to locate in the early '90s. God, you guys are making me feel old. I was going into college when the, I remember when those were the where we came out that summer and they were the big rage. Wait, no, I was starting college. Does it, how old are you, Bart? I graduated high school in '93. I'm older oh, than both of you. Oh, by yes. Well, no, so <laughs> yes, you're going into college. Yeah, I knew you're older than us, yeah. but I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because we were like six to nine in that probably range. Like, Tim, were you even? Because you're a couple years, I think you're a couple years older well, than me. In '93, sure. I was I was 11 years old in '93. Yeah, so you're a few years older than me, so you may have even been too cool for Power Rangers at that point. <laughs> oh, I was. I may not have been too cool for Power Rangers. Oh no, I was. I was pretty cool. Yeah, but <laughs> I was into. Uh, <laughs> I was into Ninja Turtles more than yeah. anything. Sounds like yeah. my brother. You're close to my I, brother's age. He was a Ninja Turtle guy. Yeah, I remember I got a Ninja Turtle that. I was always blown away by this, but it was the simplest of technology is there was like a little rip cord that you would put inside of it and you would pull it and it would basically act like a record. Like there was a groove in the rip cord and he would say something like Calabunga or whatever, which I don't know (laughs) if that was a hard to find toy. I don't remember that one specifically. We had a lot of turtles. We had a lot of G.I. Joe's around the house. Uh, He-Man and and those kind of things that my brother was really into. I still have a couple of our Ninja Turtles, uh, big stuffed Ninja Turtles that we had as kids. I I was a Raphael kid uh, and my brother was a Michelangelo kid. So we have these stuffed ones. My son has them now. And it's really bizarre because they've held up super well. But you can find these crazy photos of like, I have this ultimate photo I'll have to share with you. It's me and my brother. Like my mom had, I don't remember taking this picture and I feel like I should have. It's me and my brother got to be in the early nineties and I'm in a like hyper color shirt with a fanny pack on and a, like a baseball hat on. My brother's laying on a bed, same kind of like Goldberg style clothing on. We are trading baseball cards behind us is a Michael Jordan poster, a shark poster and, um, and two Ninja Turtles. So I feel like that's the, the ultimate nineties thing. I mean, you mentioned show, showbiz. <laughs> Showbiz um, was obviously a huge part of our lives too when we were kids because that's uh, that was all over Georgia at that time. See, I feel like I'm more of a Chuck E. Cheese person, and I don't know if that's because Chuck E. Cheese like stood the test of time. Yeah, and your memory I remember is just going bad. to Showbiz. Yeah, like it was. A, it, I more remember Showbiz because um, of videos I have of our birthday parties. Like I can say that I definitely have memories of it. We actually still have the band. There's still one I think in existence here. That still plays. Uh, and you can honestly, Tim, the guy who owns Showbiz still owns yeah. the characters. He lives in downtown Orlando. I've been to his warehouse and it's uh, an interesting thing to see. Has a full Rock of Fire set. And yeah. um, I talked to him not very often, but for a while I did. And interesting guy, genius guy. I mean, created an email. There's a whole movie about it. Really interesting guy. What? Yeah, he was. Wait. Yeah. Oh. He created email? Well, he created the, the guy first from showbiz pizza. He was like a crazy inventor. He created email and uh, he ended up someone beating his store story is similar where he get he got beat to the punch. So he created email, he'd take it to a trade show, and it would be like one step away from being super consumer friendly. It would be more like for uh, so all the show business would talk to each other via a connected system. Let's email. And that was in the early 80s. So he was one of the first people to develop that, but someone beat him to it when they traditionally made email. Same thing happened with, he created Whack-A-Mole. 
and oh yeah sold it for very little i think or sold it at a decent price and the guy ended up selling it for a huge uh profit so um an interesting guy and inventor but beyond that i uh I don't, even know if you, I don't know if our audience even knows what we're talking about, but they were these big animals that played instruments, whatever. You can find out. Well, there was just a Saturday Night Live skit where they go to a pizza place and they're arresting a guy and then they turn on the lights and the, the band, like the animatronic band starts up. That's like, if you don't know what showbiz pizza is, then you can watch this Saturday Night Live right. skit with Aziz Ansari. <laughs> oh, yeah, the that same just happened. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's fairly relevant. And um, it's and honestly, it's, it's a big part of Orlando history. And there's a ton of all the all the guys who are the musicians, most of them were Orlando based. Uh, the company was Orlando based. But up getting bought by Chuck E. Cheese. And long story short, here we are. Yeah. There's a there's a great documentary about it. It was on Netflix for a while, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere in the world. Yeah, I think it's just called Rockafire. Rockafire Explosion. I, uh, I've talked to the director. I saw that movie before. Aaron, who's the star of it, saw it, and he got kind of mad at me because I, I had gotten a screener of it before he saw it. And that was another thing how our story got a little odd because I got <laughs> connections in the documentary realm, so I get sent stuff, and no, oh, well. I, I'm not sure if it's on there anymore. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes because this is the best part about this show, guys. We do want to occasionally, like, like let's come up with something because, like, Tim brought that up. My notes are incoherent, so if anyone else has anything, nighttime diapers is one of them. So uh, there you go. <laughs> do you guys know how diapers were invented? I don't like not not normal. Well, I well, guess. I mean, so diapers have been around for a long right. time. The washable, the current, the current, diapers. the disposable diaper. The disposable diaper was I don't know who this person was, but she was getting tired of she would wrap her baby up in a cloth diaper and then it would soil itself and she would have to change all the sheets on the bed and everything over and over and over again. So finally, she tore down her shower curtain and sewed it into a diaper and put a shower curtain diaper on her baby and that's how we came up with the plastic style disposable diapers very interesting i thought you were almost when you said sewed on i was like where are we going is this uh <laughs> are we going uh human centipede level of strange here what's uh <laughs> i don't know where this is going but that's interesting man the reason i think i wrote down nighttime diapers is so my kids my daughters are in in diapers still obviously they're just over one years old but um and they're twins so you guys understand why i have two one-year-old daughters um and you know, we put them in nighttime diapers at the end of the day. The reason I wrote this down, and I think it's odd. It's like, why are we not putting them in this? Like, why is this diaper superior? And uh, why are we not doing this for the rest of diapers? Why are all diapers not nighttime diapers? That was my, uh, I think my, at three o'clock in the morning when I wrote this down, probably changing a diaper, I, uh, I I came to that conclusion of, I'm sure there's reasons. They're not as comfortable, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe they're more comfortable. They have to sleep in them, right? That's true. So what's, what's the deal, man? Bart, do you Maybe know? they're super absorbent. They are super absorbent. I mean, I know that they're filled with the material they use to make fake snow. What? I learned that somewhere. <laughs> that was Tim, from me. You, you, you learned it from me. <laughs> conducted an experiment about what? That. How yeah, did so? Tim, one more. Why were you playing around with diapers? But number two, why did this? <laughs> number two, huh? Why, why did this even happen? Like, I don't understand. So there's a product out there that you can buy. It's it's fake snow. It's not. Sure, yeah. I don't know why they call it. Like, fake snow to me is what we see at the parks. It's a snope, like snow that is soap that's falling from the sky. But there is this other product, and I don't Maybe like, NASA like came spray up with it or soap? something. Spray snow? No, it's it's a super absorbent polymer that is in diapers, and they also sell this product labeled as, as fake snow. And it comes in a little vial, and you dump it out into a bowl, and you add water to it, and it gets super fluffy, and it looks exactly like snow. But it's this 
just plastic full of water. I feel like that has to be like a diaper warehouse or diaper company went out of business. Like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? I got an idea. <laughs> Fake snow. Well, yeah, it had to be discovered by an accident, right? Right. I mean, not somebody having an accident, but there was an accident. Ha. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Bart. <laughs> Listen, you said number two. I didn't <laughs> say it as a joke first. I actually just said it, and then it made sense. And it's dad jokes. It's what happens. It's what happens. What happens. He can't. He can't avoid it. It just stuff happens. Hey, my uh, my son the other night he was he was looking through a book about aliens, and um, my wife was like, "Hey, if you had a, th- a third eye on, where would you put it? On your head? On your arm?" And I just told him I would put it on my booty, and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard, and laughed and woke <laughs> his sisters up for about ten minutes. Uh, so I feel like I've I've hit the dad joke uh, <laughs> level of. Uh, where I can make a four-year-old laugh pretty hard, pretty good. That was after he had a crushing moment of, uh, my son watches wrestling, and he probably shouldn't because he's too young, but I, I have taken him many, to many events, and he watched the Royal Rumble with me, in which he knows wrestling, and spoiler alert, if your kids are listening, maybe close their ears if you don't want to know, wrestling is not, you know, it's predetermined. Um, he knows that, but after an hour-long Royal Rumble and his favorite wrestler getting eliminated at the very last second, he burst into tears, and that made me feel like a real good dad. That was uh, that was not a fun moment. But then I uh, came up with the alien eyeball thing, and everything was good. Now, since I don't watch it, who is – this will be a spoiler, I guess, if people haven't watched the Royal yeah. Rumble, but who's his favorite wrestler? Well, it wasn't his favorite, but his favorite in the moment. So for, so what happens in the Royal Rumble, it's 30 wrestlers that get thrown out of the ring, and whoever you know is last – wins so it got down to his the wrestler he was waiting for was goldberg from the 90s he knows i'm a huge fan so goldberg came out goldberg does his thing he gets eliminated that was the first thing he got mad then it was all like bad guys in the ring and he did not like that and roman reigns who is wrestling fans don't necessarily love but is a is a hero character comes out to save the day and he gets beat at the very last second so my son who is a very much a a a a weirdly like understands that it's fake and some of his favorite wrestlers are Heels, as they say, he just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> it just broke down. I just, it legitimately felt like the worst. I felt like the worst dad ever. So no, Coco Beware didn't come out and save the day. Sadly, no old school wrestlers showed up except for, I mean, <laughs> Goldberg, Undertaker. Those guys have been around for a while, but none of like the eighties showed up. Goldberg's pretty old. He's fifty, point, but, uh, yeah. but different. It's different. They usually have like a couple surprise ones that are like you know, uh, Tatanka comes out, but not not this time. <laughs> So wait, I want to go back to this, this idea of an eye on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why, 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 what? That's, that's horribly ineffective placement for well, an eye. Yes. Well, again, this was to try to console my son and make him laugh. Uh, there was not really, and then he said, he's like, what would you see? And I was like, well, you'd see the toilet and you'd see poop fall into the toilet. And he just couldn't handle it. He just thought it was the greatest thing anyone had ever said. I'm sure he told his preschool teachers because they always tell me what he says and it's usually horrible. And I, again, those are the moments I feel bad. I feel like a bad dad when he uh, when he breaks down during wrestling and I feel like a bad dad when they kind of scold me like, did you know your son, uh, he told us a whole lecture about metal music? Like he walked- So wait, where would be your ideal spot for a third eye? I really have no, I, I didn't think it through. So maybe my wife brought up the elbow because then you can look forward if you wanted to, raise up, or you can look behind you at the same time. So I think that's a that's a pretty logical choice. Where you'd think just looking behind you is fine, but what if you wanted to, like, hey, you're at a concert, you could raise up your arm. Well, but wouldn't that, that's like a, that's a very sensitive spot. You could hit your eyeball on all sorts of 
things like you hit your funny bone. True. Good point. What about you? Where would you put your eyeball then? I, I feel like I'd put it on the back of my head. Yeah, that's that's the most I feel like the most obvious choice. But I don't Although, necessarily disagree with it from a, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is going to be some Photoshop fodder. Uh, Bart, where would you put your third eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, probably I was going to say on my hand, but you can't put it on your palm for some of the same. Unless you want to be action. like, what's uh, is there somebody with an eyeball on their hand? Who, uh, that movie, Pan's Labyrinth. They were the Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yes, hands. that's right. But maybe if, if you put it on the back of your hand, you could still raise your fist up and take a look around. Yeah. Have kind of, a kind of a periscoping uh, situation there. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I'm pretty happy with my two eyes. Yeah. It could uh, be better. But, yeah. But the back <laughs> of the hand might work. I would also like another hole that I could eat out of and also breathe at the same time. That that <laughs> would be nice. You know, I would like some gills or something to... Uh, to make that feel a little better. And uh, maybe it's also because I can't breathe through my nose. That kind of is the, the issue. Ooh, is this your is this your superpower that you would have? This is your like go-to superpower? I want to be able to breathe underwater? Uh, nah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, are we saying just if we had to pick one power or if we're like taking on a superhero's power? What I'll are the give parameters? you the choice. Whichever one you like. I mean, like. if you're taking on a, a superhero's powers, I feel like you got to go Superman. Just because it kind of covers a lot of bases, but uh, I am right. I am a fan of the ocean. I am a scuba diver uh, by trade, not by trade, but I have I have done it multiple times. I'm certified. Uh, I uh, I would yeah I would love to be able to breathe underwater. It reminds me of the life aquatic. You ever want to breathe underwater? What do you uh, What about you, Bart? You got a superhero? Uh, super uh, <laughs> a superpower? Again, uh, this is Facebook fodder. Or this is Photoshop fodder for uh, whoever's listening. I mean, uh, I, I I always I think like telekinesis be able to move things with your mind would be pretty cool um i do have a weird daydream sometimes though that i wish i could and this is very specific i wish i could control fire uh because then i could have like i would like i would use it to, fire or like you see fire and no, you can move it like if there was other fire like there's a kid in the, <laughs> there's a kid in the x-men who has a power he says i can't make the fire i can only control it gotcha uh and ian mckellen says you are a god among ants but anyway um, I always thought that would be a cool power if you wanted to have like a Las Vegas show. Like I would be like a, like a Vegas I magician, but my whole, my whole thing would be good. for a show, not for to, like, fire help, help to... good, help anything, but like well, it'd be, you know, make a great, Listen, it'd be a great Vegas, Vegas act to be over at the, uh, over at the Riviera, which I think has been torn down, but you know what? The Venetian in one of the, the small mirage. theaters. Yeah. You'd be, yeah. You'd be the mirage with the volcano. Because everybody like, how's Bart. he doing it? It must be fake. It has to be fake. And no, I, I would like re- make rings of fire around people and make shapes with it and things. These are the things Bart's, I think of. Bart's dream is to dethrone Britney Spears. <laughs> All right, I know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. I, you, meant. I uh, you know, I was I was looking at at this is just well. I want to hear first. I want to hear uh, Tim. What would be your go to? I feel like it would be, uh, what's his name, Aquaman. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I like the fishes, yeah. and I like the sea, and I like swimming. Do you go scuba diving? But Are you a scuba diver? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been in years, I but either. I do. But I feel like that's, I would like to be able to do it, but it still feels like a wasted superpower. Because, like, you're not really able to do much. You're not contributing like, to society, really, that, that much. Right. Right. Like Superman or yeah, Professor X, yeah. Like, they can do all sorts of stuff, but... They're not really having a lot of fun. They're just kind of out there like, all right, time to make the donuts. I love that both of your superpowers are purely for your own amusement or for Bart's point is to make money somehow. Just like, you know yeah, what? Well. You know what, Terry Fader? 
You've uh, you've been doing that ventriloquism thing a little too long. It's time to uh, here, Bart. We got to come up with a good name for you, Bart. The uh, I don't know. I got to come up with a. a I believe it to you, and I'll leave this one to the audience. Yeah. I'm sure. The hu- I mean, the human torch is taken. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tweet us. Tweet us what you think Bart's fire controlling name would be. That's the best hashtag ever. Hashtag Bart's fire controlling name. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. But what was I? Forgot where we were. Oh, Vegas. I was looking at going to Vegas. <laughs> Um, I haven't been in a couple years. Have you guys? You guys enjoy Vegas? I used to. I used to have to go all the time. What? No. Oh my. So here's what we need to do. Why? We need to do BLT scuba trip, and we need to do BLT, yeah. which we didn't hear. Bart, do you have you ever uh, scuba dived in the Greater Chicago area? I, I've not scuba dived in the Greater Chicago area. Uh, I actually had a very bad experience as a kid scuba diving, and I've never done it since. Oh. Is that something we should yeah. share or oh. something that will tear it apart? Oh, I don't I, young it's, listeners. No, it, I've had a, it was, I've had no. some close encounters as well. So uh And it was it probably wasn't as bad as it felt at the time when I was fifteen years old, but we were we were in the Bahamas and uh they yeah. had you could take you could do scuba lessons at the right. hotel. They had this little grotto. So we did that. It was no problem. I kind of I like aced it. Right. And I found a I found a twenty dollar bill at the bottom of the lagoon. Um so I was like, I'm into oh. I'm a scuba diver. This is working out. But uh, so the next day we go out on the boat out into the ocean and I don't know what happened. I got the stuff on and I drop myself into the water and I start swimming and I get, I mean, I was probably only a few feet down, but in my mind I was like, you know, <laughs> fathoms below the surface right. of the ocean. And suddenly I couldn't breathe. Like I wasn't getting any air. I don't oh. know what happened. Um, oh, that's frightening. And, and then on top of it, it kind of freaked me out because I looked down and there were these little reef sharks like swimming like around my feet. Yeah. Which again, at best, probably could have taken a toe. But at the moment when you can't breathe, <laughs> you're like, "Get me out of here!" So no, I, I kind of panicked a little bit. I feel you. My, uh, I have two kind of close calls, and one was scuba diving. The first time I ever went, we were good. Probably, I don't know. It was probably a th- not very deep dive. We're probably 30, 40 feet deep. And I was a kid, and my uh, at the time the weights weren't integrated. It was like a weight belt, and my weight belt came off, and I didn't know this. So I'm trying, I was like, how are they all getting so far down? And it was driving me crazy. And I actually had gone all, I rocketed to the top, which, you know, is not something that's very good for you when you're scuba no, diving. Uh, you get the bends. That could be bad. And my mom's on the boat. They go, look, there's a turtle. <laughs> they oh, look, geez. and it's me bobbing up and down. <laughs> and they got me out. So that was like my one close call. My other one was we did back in the, in the Bahamas as well. Or I think it was Bahamas. They used to do, and I think they've made it illegal now, but they just do shark feeds. And you'd go out there uh, and this was not scuba diving, but it was snorkeling. You'd go out, you'd like kind of, uh, what do they call it now? Uh, I'm trying to think what's the PC term. Uh, crisscross applesauce, as they say in preschool, uh, your legs. And you would sit there. They'd put out a big thing of meat, bloody meat, and the sharks would come and feed. It was very, really interesting to watch. Well, as everyone was loading out, as always, I was like the person caught. It's like the last person getting on the boat somehow. It always seemed to happen. And as we're doing it, I don't even notice what's happening, but I'm about to climb up the ladder to get back on the boat and Three Bahamanian men and my dad, people scream, they grab me and literally throw me onto the boat. And what had happened was, as you can imagine, one of the sharks had come up and legit Jaws style, like open mouth, like rah, at me and was going wow. for me. And they threw me back on that. And that wasn't, again, wasn't a huge, definitely would have taken a nice chunk out. I may have not, I probably would have survived, but they freaked out. And again, like to me, it was not a terrifying moment because I didn't see it. But right. it was very odd, and they're like, "Yeah, that was bad." I was like, "Okay." Well. <laughs> and I think about that. Like, my oh, mom no. is like one of the most overprotective people in the world, and the fact that she was cool with us doing a shark uh, feed is ridiculous. 
did you turn around at the end of it and like you had the perfect opportunity turn to everybody on the boat and go i think we're gonna need a bigger boat i uh i did not mainly because i i don't know if my film history was that good at this point and if it well i guess it probably would have been but also just uh uh i was kind of uh your terror terror and exhaustion <laughs> i uh i was uh i was ready to call it a day but yeah i wasn't ready to crack a punchline though um man though jaws is my is is i think the perfect movie i uh I don't know. Do you, um, Tim, did you, have you, you've just had fine scuba diving experiences. Well, yeah. I mean, so when I was learning to scuba dive, they were, they were very sneaky about it because the lady that taught me was a world-class scuba diver. Like she had world records and stuff like that for deepest dives and stuff like that. Yeah. So she wanted to make sure that I knew everything about scuba diving. And at one point we're in the, the practice pool, not even in the ocean. She just sneaks up on me and turns my air off. Oh, and, that is frightening. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> everything's going just fine, and then you can't breathe at all. Yeah, that's... And so you have to, like... It It really helps you to, like, figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But still, when it happens... Because it's not like... You know, when you're 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 trying to hold your breath underwater, you go up... <sighs> big breath of air so right. that you can hold your breath for a long time. When you're just breathing normal, and then your air just stops, it's like mid-breath. You get, like, a half, like a... <sighs> and then you just can't breathe anymore. Yeah. That's it's terrifying. frightening. Yeah, and then I had another story where we went somewhere called, it was called the 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 big hole or the blue hole or something like this. And it wasn't a very good scuba dive. Uh-huh. It was like really deep and there was just a big rock with a hole in it. And you went down <laughs> to this one rock and you swam through the hole and that was the end of it. There were no fish. Yeah, I feel like a weird nothing. recollection of this. I may have done this as well. It just seems like one of those spots you do. And then uh, the next day, the place that took us down to this blue hole was in the news for losing a diver. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we did that. We're really promoting Florida tourism here. Last time we talked about how Gatorland, how the next week Chester bit the guy's hand off this one, how you lost a diver. Uh, This is just, you know, this is how you get sponsors here, folks. This is... uh, this is good, but no, man. I uh, well, I love I love scuba diving. I haven't been in years. I'd like to go again, and so we'll do a scuba trip, and then we'll go to Vegas. Yeah, did you never been? I mean, I'm up for it. I'm actually kind of scared of Vegas. It, like not in probably a right, <laughs> not in like a something's gonna happen to me. It's just I feel like it's overwhelming. Like there's a lot. Vegas is a lot. Like lights, people everywhere, gambling. You know, but Vegas, yeah. I know. I went. Is it? I made a horrible decision and went to Las Vegas on my honeymoon. Uh, oh, <laughs> which my wife and I thought was kind of funny because we're like, "Oh, we've never been to Las Vegas. Let's go to Las Vegas." And then we realized we booked there for a week. And after a week, you're ready to get out of Las Vegas. Um, some of my cl- uh, yeah. Some of my closest friends live there. One of my buddies is a pastor there. He actually has a church in Las Vegas uh, that I did a little documentary on. That I love the people of Las Vegas, but yeah, man, after three or four days, you're like, "Okay, let's pack it in." <laughs> I used to have to go there regularly for work for a job that I had. And the last time that I went, and it was weird because I would still go for fun too. So like every couple of months I was going to Vegas for one reason or another. Uh, I, I love the energy out there. There's just something, oh, especially yeah. it's very, just, there's a real creative energy and there's a, it's just, it's so weird and you're allowed to kind of be anything and do anything, which I like. But the last time I was there, I had to go, I had to go to two, different conventions that were back to back. So I literally spent most of two weeks in a row out there. I flew out there for a week, 
got to fly home for one day and then turn turn around, get back on a plane and fly back out. Uh, it was to the point where we were, I was staying in the same hotel. I was staying at the Flamingo, which is where, uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville is yes. out there. Stay there. Um, was there. And, uh, I got back the second week and I went down to the bar and even the bartender was like, wait, what, why are you still here? <laughs> and I was like, well, you live here. She's like, yeah, but we don't come here when we're not working. Right. I'm like, believe me. So by the end of that second week, I had just, I'd had it. Um, and actually that's the first time I ever got food poisoning. And it's the first time I've ever had to use an air sickness bag on an airplane <laughs> because I had to get away from my coworkers. I, I don't work there anymore, but, um, so I told them I was meeting someone from the show for dinner and they're like, okay, fine. And I just, I went to, I was like, I just want something that feels like home. I've had enough of Vegasy stuff and of neon and buffets and things. Um, cause like Logan said, a, even a week is too much. Three days is perfect. Maybe four. Yeah. But so by the end of the second week, I was like, I've had enough. What's something like home. And I'm like, Oh, there's an Outback steakhouse on the strip above, uh, the casino Royale, which is like a storefront casino. Yeah. Uh, with a days in behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have like every, every once I be walking by and a siren will go off and it means it's dollar margarita time. So you run in and get a dollar margarita. But so there is an outback upstairs. Beer like, pong like, tournaments. I'm, I'm like, I'll go to outback. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I go to outback steakhouse. I sit there by myself in the bar, eating dinner, watching sports center, whatever it was on. I'm like, this at least feels kind of normal, except for the point where a girl punched her boyfriend straight in the face while they were eating dinner. But I was like, well, it's Vegas. But uh, yep. sure enough, the next day I woke up and I was just like, I wasn't feeling right. Uh, I'm like, I just don't feel good. But I'm like, I got to get on a plane. I got to get home. I can't be here anymore. And sure enough, as soon as I got on the plane and as soon as I like do not unbuckle your seatbelts and the plane starts taking it off. Oh. I'm like, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and I've always been the one who's like. Sounds like that Trader Sam's chant. Yeah, I'm like, who actually huh? uses these barf bags? Nobody uses the well, guess who used one? Oh, I've used, used a couple. One. I've used one. Oh boy. So then I spent the whole flight oh. laying across the back row of the plane for three and a half hours. Hey. That's not fun. Let's go Is to that Vegas. A fun story. Uh the only time I've ever peeped hey. on a plane was uh going from I was on a cruise, a uh, a Christian rock cruise that I was hosting, which was real fun. Um it was on one of the nicest ships, let's just say. And went from the, my, my wife only got the uh, norovirus for after the first day. So that was a real fun one. And then uh, I went from there. We went to Universal Studios. I rode the Hulk the day we got off the ship. And I flew home. And as soon as we were about to touch down at home, I just lost it. That was it. Something got yeah. to me, whether it was the virus, whether it was the Hulk plus, plus even, uh, you know, motion. <laughs> it was a bad combo. But that's the only time I've ever had to use that. It's uh, the worst. Yeah, it is, the, it is horrible. I felt bad. And I don't know if we were married yet. So we stood the test of time just due to the fact that she was able to deal with the fact that I was puking uh, yeah. right next to her on an airplane. So, oh, That sounds uh, terrible. It was hard. <laughs> I, I don't have any stories like that. That's good. That's good. Good for you. That's what got to go to Vegas. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, the postscript is throwing up on the monorail. Oh. Repeat what? So, okay, someone take turns there because I couldn't. It, you lost me. I heard Outback and I heard the monorail. So what was that, go Tim? Ahead, go ahead, Tim. Oh. Uh, it, a kid started throwing up on the monorail next to me, and it was actually oh. really funny too because oh, hilarious. The, like I understand kids get sick, that happens, but the the mom's excuse was like, "Oh, she gets like it's so easy for her to get motion sickness." But we hadn't started moving yet. Like it was just like the doors closed, and the kids like, nah, "Oh God, oh. <laughs> that's a sick, that's a sick kid." Your parents you're didn't going want to, to, Disney? to Disney World. Yeah, 
We, uh, yeah, P.S. If your kid gets motion sickness that easily, maybe you don't go to a theme park. Yeah. I'm just go, thinking. Let's go to the beach. Let's, yeah, uh, really. Let's go to the mountains. How about that? Uh, where you can just relax. <laughs> And let's be go to the library. Yeah. Hey, yep. great vacation. You can go, go to yeah, Washington, D.C. You got lots of nothing. A lot of just looking at things. Great. Moving on. <laughs> Don't all libraries have those posters that say, take a trip with a book. Or, take, you know, in a book. Take a vacation in a book or something. Take a look we at the book. We mean it literally. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think that's yeah. a good place for me to say that it's about that time, boys. I got to get back to work. Oh, I was about to uh, to, sign, to to put the dollar margarita noise on, so I'm a little bummed out now, but it's okay. I, well, maybe I'll risk getting fired. I can go for a dollar <laughs> margarita. Hey, Jimmy Buffett coming to Wrigley Field. Yes, sir. July 15th. I, I just texted my wife, and she was like, if we don't have anything, we're coming. Or more Ooh. than likely not that he'll announce Nashville, and we'll go, oh, well, that's a lot easier. But, yeah, but Wrigley Field. Oh, man. it sounds like a blast, especially right now. Oh, I want to be there. And I... I missed it. He played Wrigley Field 12 years ago, and I couldn't go or I didn't go. I don't know what it was. The problem is Wrigley Field is not the most accessible stadium in the world, but I bought the DVD that came out the year. Actually, it was give, my wife gave it me for a present, and every time I watch it, I'm like, why didn't I go to this show? That was so stupid. So Second chance. Second chance. Second chance. Well, I'd, I'd be interested. I'm not sure if Tim's Butt Buffett uh, parrot head status, but uh... – Hey man, I'm up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. See, this Except is the thing. Going like, to Vegas for a week. Yeah, yeah, we'll go to Vegas for a week. Maybe like a three day uh, outing with some listeners. Long but, uh, weekend. Yeah. But like, I know, like Bart and I have sim- some musical similarities, some taste. I have no idea what you listen to, Tim. I have listened to Jimmy Buffett. Well, I, I know, know of Jimmy Buffett. We talked about this. No, I'm trying in your normal life though. What's like the first thing you're listening to in the morning? BLT podcast. Oh, there you go. See, that was a good setup. <laughs> Very good. He won't Very admit good. it because he's afraid. He's afraid of what uh, the judging that will happen. He listens to a lot. I mean, there's no. It's. I don't have like a specific thing that I'm listening to every day. That's the issue. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah, I listen to a lot of of Disney music. I guess. Well, that's just because of your profession. I feel like at this point, you have no choice, right? Unless you're walking around with earbuds, uh, which I, I've done before. All right. Well, man, I, I hate to say goodbye to you, Bart, but. Uh, Got to get back get to the back grind. Get back to work, man. and uh, I'll save some of my other notes for later. Like, you ever heard the Cheers demo? You guys go listen to the demo of Cheers, the theme song. I got into oh. that the other day. Very interesting stuff. We'll talk about that next time. Any big plans coming up that we need to? You need people to be you know, focused on or thinking about for you? Not, not, not for me. You're not doing anything they, cool? They can find me on. We need. Well, that's nonstop. Well, that's just a given anymore. But yeah. no, we just need people to. We need people to go to our Twitter to our. Is our Facebook page up yet? Should we yeah, talk about that? It's all up. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, BLT. Go like our Facebook. Like, I know how many people listen versus how many people like our stuff. And here's, here's I'll just be honest with you guys. So, uh, we <laughs> Not burst. All listeners like us. Yeah, no, we like burst onto the charts and got a ton of attention this last week because you guys listened in droves. Thousands of you listened. It was amazing. And because of that, we got a lot of people contacting us, whether that was potential uh, partners or sponsors or, or other podcast companies that want us to be involved or networks. It was awesome. But then they all go to our social media and go, there's seven people that like your Facebook page. Like, what's the deal, man? Uh, because we just launched. So everything is BLT, lunch break, whether that's Facebook or whether that's Twitter. I guess Instagram technically is up there. And uh, and even our website where you can see uh, shirts and you can check out what we're doing. Uh, but please go and like and follow and do all of that, it, mainly because it helps us keep this thing going. It helps the interest level keep going. And uh, I, I feel like that's a good that's a good thing for you to do. If you want to know how to help us out, that's a great way to help us out. Right, Tim? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
definitely come and check out all the social media. Also, you kind of skimmed over the fact we've got shirts now. Oh, yes, we do. Which is amazing. And uh, yeah, so if you go to BLTLunchBreak.com, there's a button for store. It'll take you to it. You got three choices. Uh, one that just says BLT, so people don't like people just go, oh, okay, the guy, he, he likes a good sandwich. Then you got the BLT Lunch Break logo shirt. And then you have our, uh, if you're getting ready for Orlando City season, we got your uh, purple and gold. So, all right. I feel they're all there on the website. Got real quiet. So, just going to, oh, they look just, awesome. I we're just going to NPR end it right now. So, this <laughs> is BLT. <laughs> go on, Gator. <laughs> I'm going to go watch the Bill Burr special. That's what I'm doing tonight. So, that's on Netflix. Nice. Enjoy it. I saw, I was there live. It's awesome. Go watch it. You'll like it. Oh, it's the one you were at? Yeah. They shot it at the Ryman Auditorium here in Nashville. Wow. So, go watch it. It's nice. hilarious. It's not safe for the kiddos, but it's good. Wow. It's good. All right, I'm going to go eat some donkey sauce at Planet Hollywood. Yes. Oh, so have you been yet? Nope, tomorrow. Going tomorrow. Because we didn't talk much nice. much D- Disney or anything, so tomorrow you're going to Planet Hollywood. It's Guy Fieri's uh, Planet Hollywood now, right? Oh, yeah. He's got uh, crazy milkshakes and crazy burgers. But his, burgers name, his and all name's not like stuff. on it, right? Yeah, it's on the menu. Is it? Okay. I don't, it doesn't say. It says Planet Hollywood Observatory out the outside, but okay. I'm, I'm, the entire menu is brought to you by Guy Fieri. <laughs> doesn't say Flavor Town this way. <laughs> it might. I hope. Honestly, I, I want why a shirt would it not? that says Flavor Town. I mean, I it, do, listen, like I said, I'm an unabashed Fieri supporter. I, I, got I no, still make fun of him, but I like Is it Fieri or Fietti? How do you say I, it? It's spelled Fieri, but he does say Fietti. He says Fietti. Really? So I'm going to go with Guy Fietti. And uh, I, I I like the shows too. I watch I watch a, a good good Food Network travel channel type thing. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's good. I, yeah. I like to do whatever I do where I don't really know how to pronounce anybody's name, and I just kind of guy feel. That's why your name is so easy to say, Tim. Tim Track. Yep. Yeah. Good. Solid. Easy. Can't can't forget it. Bart Scott. And then you got me. I'm Logan. Good to talk to you guys. And uh, we'll. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I guess this is it for this week on BLT. It feels like it, guys. We almost we did almost an hour here. We broke. You breezed right past this. Hopefully, Bart, you actually got some food in you. Uh, nah, we'll worry. Trust me, I've got enough. I can. Yeah, I, I can enough survive. storage. <laughs> A couple hours. Okay, sounds good. Got a good layer here. All right, Tim. You got anything else going on we need to talk about? Nope, that's it. Planet Hollywood video will probably be up when? Thursday. Thursday. I'll compare those those, uh, to the toothsome shakes. I look forward to hearing hearing your thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we don't have a a close yet, so uh, I'm just going to put some. Tim, take us out. Uh, Well, thanks for joining (laughs) us on BLT Lunch Break, and we'll see you guys next week.